Let's get an update on the Wyndham Waterworks. The superintendent is Michael Turgeon, as there's some important things that are going on right now as they're taking an inventory of lead pipes in the area. Mike, thanks for joining me this morning. And what's going on right now with this lead service line inventory project? Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, first off, though, I want to take uh, take the time to, to thank my staff and the uh, Wyndham Water Commission members for their support, because uh, without... Without them, everything I'm about to discuss wouldn't be occurring. Um, and then one other thing, because we get a lot of calls about this natural spring in Casey Park. We, we had it closed to do uh, some building repairs and some repairs on the outside of the ground to kind of pr- direct some of the surface water runoff from the building more. We've gotten inundated with calls. Um, let your listeners know it's, it's, it's a natural spring. It's not tied to our system. Um, we hope to uh, have it open tomorrow. We sampled it the other day, but we got to wait for the uh, results to come back before we open it. Mike, is there a way for people to find out if it's open besides just people making comments on social media? Is there some kind of a website availability to see about Park Springs? Yep, we corrected. Uh, uh, we created a uh, Facebook page, trying to do some more one-way communication to get some information out there from from uh, Wyndham Waterworks and the spring. So we did. Uh, we created it uh, last week. And uh, so you can go on Facebook and look for the uh, Wyndham Waterworks uh, Facebook page. Um, that, that will be posted information on when it's open or closed. Um, Karen will be posting on there to let people know what's going on with it. And what's going on with the six-week-long biannual flushing? Yes, we are uh, almost done. Um, our guys, uh, we, we um, flush the lines and they inspect about uh, over 800 fire hydrants during this process. And uh, it takes quite a while to get through all that um, flushing, and sometimes we get some water quality uh, complaints and tell them to flush the line because depending on when they're pulling water into their home, if we're doing the flushing at the same time, they have to just flush the water for a little bit and it clears up. I do want to talk about this lead service line inventory project that's going on, but what about some other projects that the WWW has completed over the last two years? Oh, we, uh, we finished the final upgrade on seven of our sedimentation basins. We replaced an old uh, slide gate to our uh, water wheel, um, our raw water intake, and we installed a new fuel tank for our generator. We took the uh, in-ground tank out and put an above-ground tank. We rebuilt uh, a couple high-lift pumps and upgraded the wiring. We've uh, inspected and cleaned you know, all our water storage tank and the clear wells. We upgraded some uh, flow transmitters on our filters and the raw water um, and finished water pumps. And a few weeks ago, we just completed installation of uh, some new turbidity analyzers. And these are just some of the things, um, projects, you know, that we've done that a lot of people don't realize behind the scenes are occurring, you know, as long as the tap water is flowing. And, Mike, turbidity, not a word I use on a daily basis. You do. What exactly is turbidity, and why do you need it analyzed? It's the clarity of water going through the filters. So it measures, you know, any, uh, any particles that may be coming through the filter, and it's an indicator of, okay, if it's, if it's dirty or how our water quality is doing and when we would do a backwash. Does a drought affect the quality of water that inputs the WWW? Because I know that your water comes from the spillway of the Mansfield Hollow Dam. Yeah, we're very lucky, though, being that we're, we're, we have the largest watershed in the state. Um, people wouldn't think that, but it's 166 square miles. It goes all the way up to Massachusetts. So um, we're very lucky one most towns in most areas just for instance our town Wyndham was in a drought last year but when the waterworks we were barely in any alert mode 
So the water quality didn't get too affected from us. That's interesting. Now, of course, we haven't had any serious rain around here in the last 10 days and very little during this entire month of May, but that does not affect the water that comes out of the WWW and goes into people's taps and bathtubs and things like that? Nope. No, we've been, we're very fortunate to have really good water quality here. All right, some bigger projects that you got planned for this year. What would those be? Well, just as we're talking about watershed protection, last year we created an environmental tech, technician position, and um, that's to, to get out there and inspect more of activities that are going on in the watershed, inspect projects that are going on. Um, we're, we're just doing a lot of source water protection, um, looking over some projects, um, some other activities we have this year. We're going to be doing a, a treatment plant um, and storage tank security system upgrade. We're almost ready to propose for proposals on that. We're going to be updating our uh, our SCADA system, and, and a SCADA system is the um, supervisory control acquisition uh, and data acquisition. It's basically the control system that monitors the treatment plant process. That's a highly involved project. Um, we'll be rebuilding a another low lift pump. We'll be purchasing some leak detection equipment to look for some unaccounted water um, that's lost, and we'll be performing some valve insertions at a few critical points in town, and, and hopefully because this can reduce some of the large area shutdowns during water breaks. I'm intrigued by the leak detection equipment. Exactly how does that work? And obviously I can see where a leak would cost the town water, but how does it detect a leak? Well, the, the stuff we're going to be buying, you can connect to the fire hydrants, and it uses um, radio transmission to kind of uh, – tell how much water would be lost going through the main. Tell me about the federal funding on water system projects, the WWWs applied to FEMA, and the drinking water state revolving fund for a couple of our current projects. So we in December, um, we received a uh, $132,000 scoping grant from FEMA. We had to match 30%. Um, the project is titled the... Uh, the Reservoir Infrastructure Scoping Project and Concept Design and Hazard Mitigation Project. And with that project, we're looking into having the uh, Willimantic Reservoir dredged. Um, and the reason we're looking into that is because we had a study completed in 2021 that indicated that since uh, uh, the 2004 study was done that the reservoir has filled in some. Um, and so this project, it'll perform the uh, feasibility and cost-benefit analysis for us on, on all the phases of work that would be needed um, to, do, to do the dredging, to do modifications on our dam, to uh, relocate some pumps and potentially add more hydropower into the, uh, the original 1885 pump house, which would help with energy conservation and sustainability. Now let's get to this lead service line inventory project, the LSLI. This is a big, difficult project, isn't it? Yes, it is a bear of a project. It's been coming for a while. Um, the federal EPA has been pushing this, and the state's pushing this. And it's, you know, we're not doing it um, because of any water quality issues. You know, like I said, we're, we're very fortunate to have great water quality, and we, we have great treatment. Um, we're doing this only because the, the federal regulations are requiring all water systems to just inventory how much lead piping is out there. This is, this is the initial um, of the lead service line inventory, so we have to provide a by uh, October 16th of 2024, we have to provide an, an, uh, an update on how much lead is out there. So it's, it's difficult to get in you know, a lot of people's houses um, and to see what, 
what is on their side of the water service line. So does that mean it's not just a matter of the pipes that get the water from the WWW to individual residents, or for that matter, businesses as well, but you actually look at the pipes inside the houses? Yes, we need to. So we, we have a lot of records on what our side of the water service line is, but we don't have very good records on what the customer's side is. So basically our side goes from the water main to the curb stop, and the customer's side goes from the curb stop into the house to the meter. So we need to get in the houses and look what the piping is prior to the meter to see what material that, that piping is and capture that. Among, among like 30 other things that the, the um, uh, state wants us to provide on a field, on a uh, data sheet that we have to provide them. So we have to get all, um, all kinds of different information on the, what the plumbing is. And we use that also for sampling when we have to do our lead and copper sampling. Um, so, and that, that's what I, what I was getting at before is that our water quality is good. When we sample every three years, we have to sample our lead and copper. And our, our levels are below the mandated action levels. And they're actually going to be, our levels are still below the future trigger levels, which the EPA is lowering down. So our water quality, even on the homes that we test that have lead piping, our water quality is still good. So this project is, is really it's just, it's just to get out there so we can look at how many lead pipes are out there. And we offer, we're offering a couple different ways to, to capture this piping. Um, we, had, we sent out a flyer. We have, you know, people can call for appointments. And, and on that flyer that we sent out, there's a link people can click or they can go to the town website. They can click on a link. They can self-assess. So we don't even have to go out there. They can they can submit a picture if they're really you know confused on on what type of piping is in there. Um, we're walking you know, door to door, you know, alphabetically up the street so we can keep track of where we're going. Um, and if they're not home, we're leaving a card to tell them to call us so we can get in and and to get that information. Mike, I know that in the late seventies, I think it was nineteen seventy eight, there was a law about using lead paint on houses. Did that law extend to lead piping in houses? By that I mean houses built after the late seventies, maybe they don't have any kind of a lead piping threat. So they would still have lead solder, um, and and potentially could be some lead. So they banned lead piping and and um, lead solder in nineteen eighty seven. So. Really, anything below 1986 could have lead. This is a new mandate from the EPA as you undergo the inventory to determine which water lines are made of lead. And who pays for all this? That's the big question everyone keeps asking. So right now we're, we're just in phase one, and it's, we really need to just figure out how much lead piping is out there. And, and once we figure that out you know, by the end of uh, next year, then we can sit down and look at, you know, what are the funding options the federal government is providing and which way we'll move forward with that. But we really just got to get an idea of how many lead service lines are out there on the customer side. Because the, the, the utility, we don't have many. We have about nine left because um, the Water Commission did a good job of having the uh, department do um, removing all the lead pipes on the, on the utility side years ago. Just to give people an idea of just how expansive this lead line service inventory project is, it's got to be reported to the state by October of 2024. This is going to be going on for a year and a half or so. So, Mike, what are some of the things you need our listeners to know about the work you're doing now? That if we drop a card, please just give us a call. Um, if you can go on the town of Wyndham's website under Wyndham Waterworks, there's a self-assessment link that you can fill out um, to, to let us know what your side of the piping is. 
if you have any issues, please just give us a call. We're, we're able to help out, um, and we can you know, make appointments to get out there. In July, we're going to be offering um, some after-hours times for people that are, or, you know, that, that are working during our working hours, and we're going to try to get out there and make appointments. We may even offer some weekend um, times so we can just get out there and, and get all this data. And I've got the FAQ site that's on your website, but listeners can find that on your website, on the Town of Wyndham's website also. I'm wondering with the older homes that we have in the essentially the Willimantic Service District, could it be more of a problem with those than some of the homes built more recently in the areas outside of downtown Willimantic? There, there is still a lot. I mean, I, I think we the last I looked, it was like 380 that we know on that already have customers. Uh, the customers that have lead piping on their side. So there, there's still a lot out there, and obviously we have a lot more to go through. We're on, we're on letter C right now of um, our inventory. So we just did the streets with letters, you know, the start with letter A and B. Um, one of the other things we're trying to do is one of the other projects that we, uh, we have a loan with, DWSRF, is the potential to get a $176,000 grant for water meter upgrades. Um, half of our town has radio red meters. The other half have manual and touchpad meters. And we're trying to get this uh, project awarded because once that's awarded, when we go into the home to capture the uh, material lead, we're going to some of the houses that, that have old meters, we're going to update the meters. So we're trying to do two tasks at once. Um, but we're waiting on that project to get approved. And say a couple of words about the, the memo that were sent out to the WWW customers indicating that the EPA's long-term plan is to replace all lead water piping, but your department has removed and replaced about 99% of public-owned lead water service pipes. So you're making great progress. Yes, yes, we are. Thank you for that. <laughs> yep, it's a, it's a huge project, and really, um, there'll, there'll be more to come. This is just phase one. Um, so, yeah, we just got to get out there and have customers help us identify what their uh, customer uh, side of their service line material is. Mike, you've made it quite clear about the quality of our water here, thanks in part to the Natchaug River spillway out of the Mansfield Hollow Dam and Mansfield Hollow Lake. But I'm sure that a couple of years ago, the words Flint and Michigan suddenly became questions you got asked. We're not a Flint, Michigan. Why is it that they had the problem there and we don't expect that same kind of problem here? Well, they did, from, they did change their water quality source. Uh, we've been lucky to have that, and, and we use a common and uh, effective uh, corrosion control practice of phosphate adding to the water, and, and that prevents the lead from the lead piping from leaching out into our drinking water. Um, the biggest issue that we're seeing and why all these water systems are required to do this inventory is a lot of systems don't have uh, great, great water quality. They don't have great corrosion control. And when they do the samples for lead, they come back over the action level. And that's a requirement at that point. If you're over the action level, you have to do mandatory service line removal and replacements. So we don't have that, that uh, mandate. We don't have to do that. Our water quality is, is good enough that the, we're coating the lead lines to keep the lead from uh, leaching out into the drinking water. What advice would you have for people that have old lead pipes in their home would it be to run their water for 30 seconds before drinking it? Yeah, if they, if they want, they can run the water 30 seconds before drinking it. They can um, you know, run it for a, a few minutes before using the water in a baby, baby formula. They also have these pitcher filters if they wanted to. You know, they, could, they could use that. Um, 
but like I was saying, is our, our quality when we sample is uh, good. And lastly, of course, a month and a half from now, we'll be having the Boombox Parade downtown. And I guess it's safe to assume the WWW will be having a little water display in the back of a float again this year, Mike? Yes, we will be there. Yeah, we like to see that. All right. Well, this is really important information. And oh, about one last note is that we talk about the Wyndham Waterworks, but there's actually some people in Mansfield who could be affected by this also, right? Correct. Yes, we serve um, southern Mansfield as well. All right, Mike Turgeon's been the superintendent of the Wyndham Waterworks for the last five years. Good information. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, listeners. You're welcome. 14 WILI Willimantic, 95.3 FM.